Welcome back to the Evidence for Faith podcast with Michael Lane. If you're enjoying our content and would like to help us keep making more episodes on this podcast, you can become a donor at evidenceforfaith.org slash give. That's evidence, the number four, faith.org slash give. And while you're on the website, make sure to check out some of the other things we got going on, like our specialty programs. We've got one in marine biology, which is an entire marine biology course down in the Florida Keys. And it's great for students ages 14 and up. We also have our biblical archaeology tour in Israel with archaeologists Dr. Stephen Notley. That's coming up very, very soon. So make sure to check those out. And we also have our bookings calendar open. So if you're looking for a speaker to come speak at your event, church, group, school, whatever it may be, make sure to get in your request in right away. And finally, if you have enjoyed a particular series on this podcast, or you want to go back and look at a particular episode, our courses page has every single series we've ever done on the podcast nicely organized in its own course page. And sometimes there's a few extra little downloads and things you can use if you want to go back and study a particular series or share it with a friend or a family. All these links are going to be down in the description if you want to refer back to them after you're done listening to today's episode. And with that, thanks for being here and I'll let Michael take it away. Hi, welcome to Evidence for Faith. It's your host, Michael Lane, and I'm glad you're joining us today because we are starting a whole new Bible study. And this is, it's not real long, but it's on, as you can guess, the armor of God. As you can see here, I have authentic type pieces. They're replicas, of course. They're not 2,000 years old, but I have pieces of the armor of God. I know you probably have heard many sermons, Sunday school lessons, maybe even had little pamphlets and stuff on the armor of God. And some of these that I have, I have many of them also, many of them have, well, there's some errors in them, um, in, in some of the description. I have sat through so many sermons dealing with the armor of God, and sometimes, unfortunately, the pastors or the Bible teachers have some things that are not exactly correct. Um, and it's, it saddens me because uh, they take an easy approach to this without really looking at the whole passage, um, the whole paragraph that this is written in. So we're going to be going through looking at the things. As you can see, we have a shield of faith here. We have the shoes here. We have the belt, the, the sword, a breastplate, and the helmet. And there's actually something else that's not here, but we will come to that in the last lesson, which is often omitted when you ever you study the armor of God. But I'll show you in the last lesson, there is a key piece that... No, <laughs> It is so important that we use that piece of weaponry also that God gave us. So if you have your Bibles, what we're going to be doing today is we're just going to open this up and get this started. And then after this introduction, we're going to go through each piece and talking about how it worked, why it was designed the way it is, how did the Romans get it, um, and then how do we apply this? How is this thing to be used in spiritual warfare? That's what we're really after here because we are living in an age, particularly in these days, uh, seeming to be more like the last days of the last days that we're coming into. And um, the enemy, Satan and his minions, are really active trying to do us harm. But let's take a look at the passage. I'm going to read this out of the English Standard Version, Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 20, and it reads this way. Now remember, this is one entire paragraph in the most ancient manuscripts we have. So it reads, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. 
Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of the evil uh, in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, that uh, words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Now, that is an incomplete paragraph, like I say, in the ancient manuscripts. And if you've been following any of our other Bible studies, like even you know, a series that we do on how to do a Bible study, um, you want to always look at the paragraphs. If you take a look in, in, in Bibles and stuff, particularly a, a New American Standard, an interlinear Bible and stuff, uh, English Standard usually does this also, not always 100%, but a lot of times the paragraphs are correct. Um, where the, uh, the first sentence of a paragraph is called the thesis sentence and or the topic sentence, depending upon where you learned um, went to elementary and middle school, uh, those two terms. But that means every sentence after pertains to that first part. So this is a complete paragraph. All these pieces are talking about um, spiritual battle here and, and being able to stand. Now, stand firm. Standing is so important because if you get knocked down, you're in trouble. Let me tell you a story. I have a story I want to tell you, a personal story that happened to me. It's, some of you who know me well and know who my dad was, my dad was in the UDT. Um, he was a veteran Navy. If you don't know UDT, that's underwater demolition teams. Today, they call those people SEALs, Navy SEALs. He was one of the originals at this kind of thing. And he was an expert in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Well, that's my background of what I grew up with. Um, and we did all sorts of training. Um, he taught me how to fight and how to defend myself and things. But um, let me tell you what actually happened that really impacted my life majorly. When I was in sixth grade, I got beat up by two college age guys. They beat me to a pulp, broke off a tooth, everything. I came home totally humiliated. My dad takes one look at me um, and says, get in the car. And I got in the car. I have no idea what he's doing. I didn't want to get in the car, but if he said get in the car, I get in the car. We got in the car, he got in the car, and we drove about, oh, six miles or so, five, six miles to a, a vegetable stand to buy some like corn on the cob and cantaloupe and things like this or whatever. I don't remember what all we bought, but I remember we went there. He didn't say a word the whole way. Didn't say a word. Just two of us driving in the car. He did not say a word. We get there. He pulls in, stops the car, turns it off. and He says, you stay in the car. I went, just sat in the car. He goes over and he buys stuff, comes back over, gets in the car, starts it. And we start driving back home. And I'm sitting here thinking, why am I along on this journey? This is so stupid. And, but, you know, I would never say anything um, like that to my father. And then as we're driving back, he just turns to me about halfway home and he turns to me and he goes, tomorrow we start training. And I thought, 
Training for what? So I asked, training for what? He said, to defend yourself. Going to teach you how to fight. And that was about all we said. So we get home, and well, the next day, he came home from work. And he got me, he says, come on, let's go over out here in the yard. Let's get ready to, to uh, start your training. So I didn't know what was going on, but this is important. The reason I'm telling this story, it has to do with stand firm, how important standing is. So he says, you got knocked down and everything in your fight, right? I said, yeah. He says, now, I'm going to teach you how you stand when you fight. Okay. He says, now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit you. And I mean, he, <laughs> he hit me. It's not like, ah. no, he was really going to hit me, and I knew he would do this. So he says, now, get ready. I'm going to hit you. Your, your objective is not to fall down. You fall down, you're dead. You stay up. Stand up. Stand firm. And so I was like, okay, so I'm just standing here. And he says, are you ready? And I said, yeah, I think so. And he just walloped me. I mean, he just really just laid one on me. And I went flying right down to the ground. He says, get up. So I got up. And he says, you weren't standing right. Let's try it again. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to shake off the, the shock I just got. And he says, are you ready? I said, yeah, I think so. Wham! I went right down again. <laughs> he says, you weren't standing right. So now he gets me back up and when tells me to stand back up, I get up and he says, now, the reason you're falling is you're not standing correctly. You're off balance and everything. He says, you don't stand. And I was standing pretty much just like this. I'm standing here just like this. He says, no, put one foot forward, one foot back. You're going to bend your knees some and position your feet. He told me somewhat into this area here. Bend your knees, get your, your um, center of gravity lower. Put your hands up. I was getting hit, I just had my hands down. He says, put your hands up. Get your hands up, ready to fight. And um, I said, so do I make this? He says, well, you can make this, but he says, you know, keep your hands ready. Um, so he always fought, he says, he, he primarily, they would fight with their hands open. So I kept my hands open, as he said. But he says, now, if I start to come, you know, you can block one way or block another. You can do things like this. But he says, I'm going to hit you. Now, your object is not to fall. Well, he hit me. I went staggering a few steps, but I didn't fall. And he says, that was better. Let's try it again. I mean, this went on, I don't know, half hour or 45 minutes, the guy, until it was time for supper. He just kept beating the tar out of me. But I got to the point where I wasn't falling. And he says, there's your first lesson. And how important it is to stand. We have to stand firm. That's what God tells us. Did you notice it says this three times at the opening part of this paragraph? To stand firm, to withstand, to stand firm. It's so important that we do that. Now, in verse 11, it says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Now, again, it says, put on the whole armor. And if you move down just a couple of verses, verse 13, we read, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Now, this is up at the beginning of the paragraph, particularly verse 11, up towards the beginning of the paragraph, and it's telling us what this, is, this paragraph is pertaining to. It's talking about putting on all of the armor, and that is going to be so important because you just wouldn't want to go into a battle uh, wearing, okay, I got my shoes here. I'm ready to go into battle now, so let, let, let's go fight. If you're just wearing your shoes and you're totally naked, um, for one, you're going to be a distraction. The enemy's going to notice you, and also you're going to get killed. So <laughs> this is not the thing. Or, or if you walk in there and say, okay, I got my belt on, let's go fight. But what weapons do you have outside of this? That's, you can't do that. You need to wear the whole armor, 
all of it at the same time. You got to put everything, put on the whole armor of God, which is what this gets into. Now, in verse 13, the reason I bring this up is in this introduction is where it says, take up the whole armor of God, having done all. Notice, having done all to this. Now, the Greek word here in talking about take up um, and having done all is the word uh, kata, which, which means to cover daily, to cover daily. Did you catch that? Because this is so important. Many times we think about going into battle, spiritual battle every single day, and the thing is we haven't even put any of the armor on. It says, no, we are to put these things on and cover ourselves daily. So when you, before you get out of bed in the morning, because Satan's ready to pounce, you need to put on all of it. And you need to do this daily, not just on Sunday mornings. That's not the way the Greek is set up. We're supposed to do this and cover ourselves daily with this. Then we're told something else that's really interesting. We're told numerous times to stand against. The Greek word used here is histomy. Histomy is the word for standing against, that Paul, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, Paul is giving us to stand, which means to get set, to stand still, to stand firm. That's what this is talking about. You're not going to be able to be knocked down very easily. If you get knocked down in a battle, particularly in the days of the Roman Empire and stuff, if you got knocked down, you're pretty dead. They're going to attack you. They're going to be able to stab you with spears and swords. and stuff. It's, you're, you're done. Um, you don't want to fall. That's a key thing. What the Romans did is they often pushed the people. They would line up with their shields and push the people over and actually just walk right over the top of them. Um, the first guy in line with the shield, the next person with their swords just stabbing the people as they walk over them. So if you get knocked over, you're in trouble. You want to be able to stand firm. That's what it's talking about. Now, since it says to stand firm, stand firm against what? What are we standing firm against? It says the schemes of the devil. Now, let's take a look at this. Remember, always when you do a Bible study, look for the who, what, when, where, why, and how. So what are we standing against? The schemes of the devil. Now, the word schemes in the Greek being used here is the word methodia. Methodia. Um, it, you can see the word method right in. It's where we get the word method. And what this is referring to is the, the enemy's craftiness, his, his cunning, his deceptions, because Satan is a master at this. He is the master liar. He's the king of liars. He's the king of deception. He twists God's word. He twists truth constantly, and he lies all the time. And he is smart. Don't underestimate our opponent. And so he is out to get us, and he has all different types of methods to do this, these schemes of his. That's what we are to stand against. We have to stand against these things. Now, look at verse 12. In verse 12, we read, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So what's this talking about? What do we have here? Well, I want you to notice something. Again, don't just read over verses without thinking about them, about questioning what these words are and what they mean and stuff. Look for the who, what, when, where, why, and how. But I want you to notice something about our enemy. Now, it mentions a few of different enemies. It's just not talking about Satan here in itself, but it says rulers, it says authorities, it says cosmic powers, it says spiritual forces. Did you notice something? that our adversaries are all written in the plural form? Yes, they are. 
They're all written in the plural form. Why is this important? Because Satan is a created entity. He was an angel God created. He fell, but when he rebelled against God, a lot of the angels in heaven, about a third of them went with him and sided with him. And in doing so, that, <laughs> that gave him an army. He now leads a legion of, of the enemy. He, has, he is the commander-in-chief of the legion of, of the enemy. They're trying to do his harm. Um, the legions of doom, if you will. It sounds so dramatic or whatever. But that's what he is. And he's trying to destroy us. He's trying to bring us down. He does not want us walking close with God. So we are in danger as it is. But God has supplied us with a tremendous amount of armor and weaponry to fight back that is much superior and if we put on the whole armor not just one piece like i say running into battle just wearing a tunic or something which isn't you know that's what the breastplate and everything goes over or just wearing a belt or or just carrying a shield that's not good enough you got to wear everything you have to protect your head you got to protect your heart you you have to wrap yourself in truth you have to have the word of god known you have to be at peace with god um you have the word of god to attack and defend yourself with that's what these things are saying so we are to fight as it says in verse 13 take up the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day having done all to stand firm. Now, this is interesting. First of all, it says what? Put on the whole armor of God. It doesn't say just one or two pieces. You put on the whole armor. Too many Christians try to go into battle with just wearing one piece. That is not what is being said. We cannot do that. We need to wrap these things on, and we need to carry this daily before we even get going in the morning, because Satan is just waiting for us to wake up so he can attack us and he will come after you. So we have to wear all of the armor because even the most brave soldiers that we have are helpless without what God has provided. We're helpless. We are fighting a supernatural being and his supernatural army. We need help. God gives us the help. He tells us how to fight and we need to use all of these pieces. So our commander in chief, Jesus Christ is telling us to use every resource he is making available to us for this fight. And I'm telling you, when you wear it all, with, with God on your side, you are invincible when you put it all on. The problem is we often go into battle either totally naked or we're only wearing one or two pieces. We don't think about all the things that we need to, to wear as we, we go into this. And that's why Paul then under the influence of the Holy Spirit, starts to break down each one of these pieces, and he gives them a title. And it is interesting, which we will cover in the study, why is the helmet called salvation? Why is it not like the breastplate of salvation? Why is the breastplate called righteousness? Why is the, the sword called the, the word of God? Um, why is the belt called truth? Why isn't it called the gospel? Why do we have shoes talking about um, the, the, the peace the, the peace of, of God, uh, a shield that, um, why isn't the shield called the shield of righteousness or something? No, it's not. That's the, the shield of faith. Why does God use all that? Because you got to understand, Paul grew up seeing soldiers wearing this outfit all the time. Everybody who's walking around in Palestine is all, and all through the Roman Empire, you see this outfit all the time. And as I said, the Holy Spirit told Paul, he's writing this to the church, to Christians in Ephesus, to put all this on. And he uses this, uh, each piece of this, 
as um, an example of how we are to fight in spiritual warfare. This is so important, and all Christians need to know this, that we want to put all of this stuff on. After we are issued the armor, there's another problem that we have to overcome. That is, we get the armor, but the thing is, if you, if you have the spirit, the sword of the spirit, and you're going to use this, if, if you've never trained with it, how are you going to win a battle? If you go against the enemy, the Legion of Doom, he's got people who are really gifted and trained well with a sword. If you've never held a sword before in your life, you go into this, you're at a disadvantage. So we have to learn. We have to train with these things. And we have to train to use each one. But also we have to train, as Paul starts off with, to stand firm. Now it's really interesting because in the Greek, as he's making a list here, this list, and, and the way the Greek is, as opposed to like English, uh, English is the most screwed up language there is, but um, it, it's a hodgepodge of so many different languages. But in, in Greek, it's a, it's a much clearer language because the sequence of events when you are making a list, the first thing is the most important. So as what is mentioned first actually has more importance than the ones in, at the end. Not, not saying the ones at the end are not important, it's just the first ones are so important for us to wear um, and to be uh, just to be trained with and to wrap ourselves daily with. That's how it goes. But even before he gets into the pieces, he said something else that's really interesting. He doesn't put this at the end. He says it at the beginning. We are to stand firm. Stand firm. We've been ordered. Do you understand that this is an order coming down from our commander in chief? We are ordered to stand firm during our attacks. God is indwelling us. If we're born-again Christians, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, which right there, that is tremendous power. We have resources from our Heavenly Father to fight these battles. He doesn't send us into battle totally unarmed or unprepared. We have the Holy Spirit with us, but we need to train with these things. The Spirit, uh, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. You need to know this. You need to know what's in here so that you can use that weapon. Um, we're going to see that the shield of faith also has a lot to do with the Word of God, and we're going to need to know the different verses and stuff and be able to, uh, as we study the Bible, to be able to, to use these things in our defense. I mean, we need to, to have each one of these pieces and know how they work and to be trained in them. So yes, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, but God gives us weaponry to go into battle with. That's what there is here. Now, the thing is, there is a condition about using these things. There is a condition. You just don't put this on and take off. There's a condition about how effective this will be. And this condition is using God's strength. Yes, his strength comes to us. We are practically, we are invincible when we have God on our side and we have been fully trained in these things. We can overcome practically anything that Satan can throw at us. I mean, there's just no way he's going to be able to harm us or something like that. If we are wearing the whole armor of God, if we have trained with the whole armor of God, but it requires this condition, and the condition is obedience to God. Obedience to God. Having strength is one thing. Having faithfulness is one thing. But to put them both together Obedience is needed. And when we put obedience in this, we become invincible with God. But we have to obey God.
Today, the horizontal church primarily is more talking about God is love and focuses on God is love. We aren't too much, con, con, um, they aren't too much interested in following what God says. But God tells us in 1 Peter that we are to be holy because he is holy, we are to be holy. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. How many times we overlook this and we just focus on today, well, God is love. God loves everybody. Nobody's going to hell. And let's just focus on the love aspect of God. No, God wants us to be obedient servants. In an army, you definitely obey your commander. If you don't, um, you either get killed or you might get dishonorably discharged. Um, you need to obey your commander. And our commander says to obey him. And there's an important lesson here concerning these first three pieces too. I wanna show, show you, this is really interesting. If you look, as I said, in Greek, the, the lessons, um, and when you make a list of something and the, the sequence of these things as they go, the first ones are always uh, the most important. Look how this, armor is described. Well, look at the first pieces that Paul tells us under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Looking at verses 14 and 15 of chapter 6. Therefore, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and his shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Now, isn't this interesting? So he's mentioning the belt of truth, He's talking about putting on the breastplate, and then he talks about the shoes. He doesn't mention the helmet. He doesn't mention the sword. He doesn't mention the shield as the most important pieces. The, the first thing was the belt, to put the belt on. Now, why is that? What's the belt represent? Well, that's the next lesson uh, as we get into this. Why the breastplate comes up so important to the other? You'll see what's going on when we study these things, because it does make a difference. I mean, this is not randomly put together. The Holy, Holy Spirit doesn't do things at random. God has a purpose for everything in the way that he does things like that. So these three pieces, but I want you to call your attention to an overlooked word. Again, when you read a passage, when you read a verse, always look for the who, what, when, where, why, and how. That passage there, Ephesians 6, 14 and 15, how, ask the question how, how are we putting these things on? It says, stand, therefore. So that tells us what we're doing. We're standing. But how? Having. Did you notice the word having? Having fastened. Having put on. Having put on. We have having. It says having. Don't pass up words like this. These are important. This means, if you go back and you look at this in the original Greek that it's written in, uh, the Greek is translating this in the tense that, all these three things are put on and worn permanently. That's what this is talking about. You're having put on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate, having put on uh, the, the shoes. These things are so important, and having these three pieces worn permanently makes a major difference. Don't miss this because it's so important. These first three lessons, as we go into these pieces now, I will explain what these are and why they are so important, but they must be worn permanently. That's the way that the Greek, the tense in the Greek is set up. So that's how this is set up, the way it's put together. And by the way, standing is so important because if you get knocked down, we need to stand. 
And when we get to the shoes and we talk about that, that is so important too about standing. So we have the whole armor of God here. We'll be going through each piece. I hope you'll join us for, as we go through this series with each piece, talking about how they are, what, what they were designed for, what were they used for, and then how do we apply it in our spiritual battle against our enemy who is out to destroy us. So I hope you'll join us in this series. And this is going to be so much fun. I'll even, yes, I do. I even get dressed up in this thing. And it's going to be so much fun getting to do this because I love wearing this stuff. But anyway, I hope you'll join us. And again, this is a series, a new series, The Armor of God. So until we meet again with the first lesson talking about the, the belt, take care and may God bless. Thanks for tuning in, and thank you to our donors who make this program possible. Evidence for Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry based in the USA. You can support this broadcast by donating online using the links in the description. And don't forget to leave us a comment, a review, likes, and shares to feed the algorithm and help others find this content. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.